Welcome to another edition of the All Around Joe Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. On this edition of the All Around Joe Podcast, I'm going to be talking about how to pick a CrossFit gym or trainer. So there's going to be a pretty heavy emphasis on the CrossFit gym side of things, but this will also apply to how to choose a trainer. You can use a lot of the same questions and I'll put in some commentary when I have the opportunity to do so. If you guys don't know, I've been doing CrossFit since about 2010, I believe, and I have been a personal trainer for the last... Man, oh man, I haven't been personal training in the last few years, but I was a personal trainer from about the time that I was 20 years old to about 30, early 30s. So a lot of personal training, own some personal training businesses, all that fun stuff. So I've got some information to share on that. So before we get into the how to pick a CrossFit gym or trainer, I just want to make sure and mention my partners on the podcast here. The first person that I want to mention or the first company I want to mention is Whoop at WHOP.com. I have a Whoop strap on right now. I'm showing it to you, but you can't see it because this is an audio only podcast. The Whoop strap though is an always on activity tracker and For somebody like me, it's great because it gives me more information about how much strain my body is taking on and if I should rest more or if I have the ability to push hard. It's another indicator. Is it the like end-all be-all and I always listen to it? No, not necessarily, but it definitely gives you a lot more information and there's machine learning behind it. So the more that you wear it, the more accurate it gets and you get interesting information. Like I wake up in the morning and it gives me a recovery score of zero to a hundred and in red, yellow, or green as far as how ready my body is. But it also gives me my resting heart rate, gives me my HRV, and it gives me a bunch of sleep data that I have so that I know like how well I slept, my deep sleep, my REM sleep, my light sleep, amount of time I spent awake. So it's just all this really cool information that you can have about your body that you wouldn't have known otherwise. If you'd like to get yourself a whoop strap, you can go to whop.com and use the code allaroundjoe to get yourself 50 bucks off the strap. So if you have any questions, let me know. The other company that I want to talk about is the thing that has been the most influential in my fitness and training in probably the last 10 years, which is Inside Tracker. And Inside Tracker is a blood testing company. What you do is you set up a test at one of your local blood testing centers. Uh, I believe it's Quest Diagnostics where we go around here. And you just go in, it takes about 10 or 15 minutes, they draw some blood, and then within a few days, your information gets ported over to the InsideTracker.com website and it tells you not only what your where your blood markers are, but it gives you information about what foods you should be eating, what foods you should not be eating, what supplements you should be taking, what supplements you should not be taking, and lifestyle choices that you should change in order to optimize your blood test, which is so cool because even when you're somebody like me and you track everything, you cannot figure out how to do and optimize your body the way that you want to. If you think you can, you are lying to yourself. So you should be using a company like Inside Tracker to get some more information about your body and making sure that you're as healthy as possible. The first time that I used Inside Tracker, it told me to eat way more carbohydrates than I was actually eating at the time. 
and I wasn't keto or anything, I just ate a lot of fat, but it told me to eat way more carbohydrates. In the first month, I lost 10 pounds of body fat and jacked up my energy levels. I couldn't believe it, it didn't make any sense to me. So I'm just gonna go out there and say that you cannot figure it out on your, on your own, you need to be doing some sort of testing. And if you'd like to get a discount, you can go to, well you can go to my special site at allaroundjoe.com slash inside tracker, and you can use the code allaroundjoe to get yourself a discount. So if you have any questions about that, let me know. Highly recommend both these companies. And let's jump into the podcast on how to pick a CrossFit gym or trainer. So I'm pumped up today, guys. I get this question a lot. So I thought that I would go ahead and answer it. And I, I've talked about it before in previous podcasts, like way, way, way back, like in the, uh, the zeros or the teens. So like a long time ago. And I wanted to just go over how I would pick a CrossFit gym, especially because working at a CrossFit gym or being the head coach at Stoneway CrossFit in Seattle, I get a lot of people that walk into the gym and ask me questions about the gym. And I'm always wondering why they don't ask me the good questions. You know, it's interesting. Sure, there are certain questions that are important to them, but you have to ask some questions that are going to differentiate one gym or trainer from another because these questions that people are asking me really don't have that much weight in like whether or not they're going to be safe, whether or not they're going to get good results. They, they're more concerned with like the times and things. And even if I tell them that the one CrossFit gym or trainer is not the same as another one, in fact, they're not even close to the same, they don't really get it. So that's what I'm here for. I'm here to tell you that not all CrossFit gyms are created equal and they are very different in from like really good ones to really bad ones, as well as trainers from really good ones to really bad ones. Everybody is different and you have to be able to figure out where the good ones are and what are the the things or the questions that you should be asking in order to figure that out without having to dive in and do the CrossFit or, or work with a trainer for a few months to figure it out. There are questions you can ask that will get you a huge head start and we're gonna go over them right now. If you guys wanna get the list of questions, um, so you can just like copy and paste it into your phone and do a notes app so that when you go to a gym or a trainer, you can just ask these questions of them. Head over to allaroundjoe.com slash 128. That's allaroundjoe.com slash 128. And you will have all of the questions listed out for you that you can copy and paste into your phone. And you can just read off this list when you go into interview a trainer or a gym. And he'd be like, man, this guy, Joe, gave me this list of things that I have to ask. There you go. You're welcome. But if you have a very good memory and would like to memorize all of these things as I say them, as you're listening to them, here we go. The questions that you need to be asking when you are starting or getting into a new CrossFit gym or a personal trainer. The first thing you want to do is you want to figure out what what is in your location or what is in your area? You know, hopefully you're not in a space where you only have one option. And if you do only have one option, hopefully that option is very good and all of these questions are answered well and you don't, that's fine, right? But if you only have one option and then questions are not answered well, then you might have to figure something else out. So you do an inter internet search for locations in your area that would be easy enough for you to get to. This is a little bit harder for trainers. You might have to actually go into the location of the big box gym that you want to find a trainer and ask questions of the trainers there. And sometimes they have like a booklet or something. You can peruse them and then go in and interview them after that. But you start with an internet search, trying to find out as much as you can. Then you want to set up a time 
to drop in and talk to the head coach or the owner of a CrossFit gym or on a big box gym, you might be able to just kind of step in for the first time and see if there's a book of trainers, figure out a few that you might be interested in, and then set up an appointment to meet with them personally so you can ask them these questions. Make sure that you don't just drop in, though, to a CrossFit gym unannounced because, and this is what people do the majority of the time, actually, I would say with our CrossFit gym, they just show up at any given off-hour time. There's a high probability that the people, even the coaches and the owners and the head coaches, are going to be training themselves, so you're not going to get your, their full attention because you just dropped in on their training time, or they're going to be coaching a class or they're just going to be doing some other thing that is not going to be uh, a good time for them to drop everything and answer all of your questions because you should have all of these questions. So make sure that you send an email or call in and be like, hey, wouldn't it be a good time for me to stop in? I have some questions. Or you can do it over the phone if you want to, although I prefer in person because then you can actually see the facility and see how it is to get there, how the parking is, all that interesting stuff that goes along with it. So... Set an appointment. Then, once you have your appointment and you're at your appointment, these are the questions that you should be asking. First question that I like is, how long have you been working out? Uh, that's just a great question because the longer that somebody has been playing in that arena, the more information they should have gathered about themselves and about those people around them. So if they've been doing it for a long time, then you're going to have a higher probability of success when working with them. And then ask them, how long have they been a coach or a trainer themselves? And this is also going to give you some good information. A lot of times, well, not a lot of times, but there are times, though, where you get somebody that's like, oh, I've been working out for 15 years and I've only been a trainer for two years. They could still be a really good coach or a trainer um, because they were learning a ton about it without being actually certified or without actually coaching other people. They were just coaching themselves. And that can be okay, and you can figure out more information about them as you go down that path and ask them more questions. So don't just disqualify them because they've only been a trainer or coach for a year or two, but they've been doing it for a lot longer. What are the requirements for coaches and trainers at your gym is the next question. You know, do they, this is a big one because a lot of, especially CrossFit gyms, you get a CrossFit level one. I don't think you're supposed to call it a certification, but you get your CrossFit level one and you can coach CrossFit classes at that point. In fact, you can own a gym at that point. So you could have gone and gotten your CrossFit level one and then you just start coaching. Does that make you a good coach at that point? Heck no, it does not. Not even close. There's so much more that goes into it. That's why, for example, at our gym, you have to do a 120-hour internship before you can ever coach a class by yourself. And what that looks like is that you come in in your first 60 hours are shadowing other coaches because we have really experienced coaches at our gym and then the last 60 hours are you leading the whole class yourself with the experienced coach there helping you or you know at least working with you giving you feedback all of that stuff so you have so much time and when you start leading the classes with the other coach there you at that point so at the 60 hour mark you are required to have your level one certification or level CrossFit level one, whether or not it's called a certification, I may say it um, just in the flow of what I'm saying. So whether or not that's correct, I don't know. 
So, but either way, it's the, your CrossFit level one is what you'd have to have at 60 hour mark. And so as you can see, it is really important that the people that are coaching the classes have a lot of experience and know what they're doing. Then I would ask how many coaches do you have? A lot of times with a smaller place, maybe the owners only coach there. It's good to have multiple coaches though, because then you get multiple opinions. You can get multiple thought processes. They can play off of each other to get better, meaning the head coach and the other coaches or the owner and the head coach and the other, you know, you get it. Um, then I would ask, do you or your gym have a specialty? Because sometimes gym will have, gyms will have certain specialties. I've been to CrossFit gyms that are like, yeah, we're a CrossFit gym, but we specialize in weightlifting or specialize in Olympic lifting or they just have an, the owner or the head coach has a direction that they like to take their gym in. They specialize in competitive athletes. It could be you know, they specialize in general population, they specialize in weight loss, and it could be any of those things, and it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, it's just good to know what direction they like to go in, and maybe you'll like going in that direction, or maybe you find out that you don't. This isn't one of those things that necessarily disqualifies a particular gym, uh, but it's just good information to know as you learn more about CrossFit, or this could also be the question for the the trainer that you're hiring, a lot of times the trainer will have a bias based off of what they like to do in their own training. Does your gym have an overall goal or theme? And I think this is a huge one uh, because a lot of times CrossFit gym owners are not business people. And when you're not a business person, you're not setting up goals or having direction for your particular business and, and gym which is very important. So asking this question is a huge one. I think if they don't really know, or if they don't really know how to answer this question, uh, it doesn't necessarily disqualify them. If you think that all the other things fall into play, they could still be really good at helping you to get to what you want with your goals, but they should be thinking about this. For example, at Stoneway CrossFit, our number one goal is to be the best coaching gym in Seattle, which is why we constantly do continuing education. We have the really long internship program. We do monthly coaches meetings, we're constantly talking about if we see something, we say something, and other coaches when they're in the gym help out, and we encourage members to help out and ask questions and all that stuff, so we're constantly trying to get better and better and be the best coaches gym in Seattle, and then our goal for our members is number one, to be safe, and number two, to have a great experience or to have fun, so we know that when any some ever somebody walks through the door, we make sure and we let them know what the goal is. For, our goal is for them. First off, for you to be safe, for you to move really well. And number two, or secondarily, is for you to have fun. You cannot have fun if you're not safe, if you're not moving well. You know, we're not going to put you in harm's way. We're going to do everything that we can in order for you to have a good experience. So you should have the gym if they know what they're doing and they're a business person and they understand what goals and how that means they should have a goal for the gym like that as well next up ask them what does your ideal athlete look like meaning the athlete that's going to get the most results in your system and this kind of goes back to does your gym have a specialty but you want to know, are you getting yourself into a gym that is mostly very competitive athletes? Is this like a gym where they focus on weight loss? Is it a gym where they have more of a boot camp emphasis? Is it a, a, a gym that has, you know, stay-at-home moms is the majority of people? Is it older population, younger population, college students? What is it? 
Um, because if you fit into that mold, there's a higher probability that you're going to feel like you're at home when you're there. Um, and that could be wrong too. You could be like a, you know, 50 something and it's a college style gym and you just like being around the younger people and it makes you feel good. And that's totally fine. Just know that people usually like to be around other people that are like them and that have had success stories so they can relate. And if you're trying to be or find something that's super ideal for you and you're a 50 something, it would be awesome if there was a good handful or a number of other 50 somethings that have had great success. That would make you feel like you have more of a chance of having great success as well. So I'm not saying that if it doesn't fit you exactly that it disqualifies you, but I am saying that it's something to consider and just to know. And also know that some gyms may not have an answer for this, and they should. Next up, how do you feel about or approach injuries? And this is a really good question because if you are an athlete and if you're listening to this, you you probably are working out or you're going to start working out and you are at that point considered an athlete. All of us people that move around, we are athletes just in the process of moving. You should think about yourself like that. And when you move through life, you get injured, you know, whether it's CrossFit or working with a trainer or working out in a gym or going for runs or whatnot, injuries just happen. Like our bodies are not put together in a way to avoid injuries all the time. We have certain stressors, certain things that we can't take into account and it just happens. But you should have a plan or an approach for injuries. So like how does a gym feel about injuries like I said with our gym our number one goal is for people to be safe and number two is for them to have a good experience so even if our number one goal is to be safe and we have our eyes on the person all the time there's still a probability that them doing a movement perfectly correct could still cause an injury there are just certain stressors that happen it's not that injuries are bad things they're very good learning experiences for people so when you ask that question it's you won't just want to have a good answer or get a good answer from the coach or the trainer and it shouldn't be that like we don't have injuries here or anything like that. It should be that injuries are a process of sport and we do our best to avoid injuries, but they're going to happen from time to time and we do our best to avoid it and minimize those. And we're always going to point things out to you and correct you and lower your weight or whatever it may take in order for us to do our best job at you avoiding injuries and staying healthy all the time. So that would be a good answer for me. Um, next up, what is your programming philosophy? So this again, kind of goes back to the specialty question again, but it's good to know. And sometimes you'll find that they use CrossFit.com programming. Sometimes you'll find that they buy programming from somebody else. Sometimes they write their own programming in our gym. All of our coaches write a, their own programming at a six week interval and they just rotate through and they work together for the programming to be smooth from one person to the next. And I feel like that's a great system because when you're a coach and you're trying to get better and understand your athletes and understand the program, it is super beneficial to write programming yourself. And we use a collaborative system with Google Docs so that if somebody one of our coaches has programming coming up they write the program they give it to me two weeks before i go into the google docs and i can put comments and questions on certain things and we can talk about the flow of it and i don't necessarily think that there's i mean there's bad programming there definitely is but if you're a thoughtful person you're really trying your best there's probably not too bad of programming as long as you can explain why you're doing what you're doing and sometimes we may even change that if you can explain it um like if you're having somebody do you know, 
overhead presses three days in a row, that's going to be pretty hard on an athlete that comes those three days in a row. Maybe you have the uh, thought process that you're really, really going to be um, overtraining that particular muscle group for a certain amount of time and then you're going to lay off it and hope that there's some sort of adaptation. I still would probably avoid doing that, um, but it, that could be an explanation for that particular thing. I know I'm getting a little bit deep here. Sorry about that. But you should know what their program philosophy is. You know, how do they do it? Why do they do it? Is it more, like I said, it could even be more weightlifting, gymnastics, cardiovascular, whatever based. It's just a good question to know so that you have that information as you're moving forward. <clears throat> Next up, what are your hours and do you offer any specialty classes like barbell, gymnastics, etc.? The funny thing is, is that what are your hours is usually the first question that I get asked when somebody comes into the gym. Is it important? Yeah, it would be. it's nice, but I don't think it's the most important thing at all. If you could have fantastic hours, but you have you know coaches that have been only coaching for a month, do you want to get into that situation? I don't want to get, I don't want you to get in that situation. So it's not the most important question for me. Schedules can usually be changed a little bit if there is a really good situation for them to get healthier and more fit. So take that into account. Also with especially classes, those are fun to have because let's say that you do get into it and you want to work more on your gymnastics or your barbell work or your cardiovascular training and they have those specialty classes, you being able to go to those can be much more, can be more fun because what happens is that it will allow you to get better at those particular movements and then you apply those movements to the main classes that you're going to and you're going to get better faster. When you get better faster, it is, like I said, more fun for you and when it's more fun for you, you're going to do it more often and it's just going to be this landslide effect of awesomeness. Next up, is there a cap on number of athletes in each class? This is a great question to ask because a lot of times when gyms get popular, they overload their classes. For example, in our, our CrossFit gym, we cap our classes at 12 because we feel like it is really hard to give quality coaching at above 12 athletes per class. Could it be a little bit more? I think that if you have the space for it, you could potentially do a few more athletes, maybe up to 15 per one coach. But I feel like, and I feel strongly about this, that if there are going to be more athletes in that per class, that you should have multiple coaches or you should have just a cap on your classes so that you can give quality coaching. Because the coach should be able to work with every single athlete in the class during that hour. There should never be a class where even if there's 12 athletes, that, that coach does not give some sort of specific feedback to each athlete. So this is not like one of those things where it's a boot camp and there's 50 people and you're just leading, and, or the coach is leading and you're just following. This is like semi-personal training, interaction. They should be getting in your business to make you better. And the number of athletes per class is going to be a great indicator of whether or not that's possible. <clears throat> Next up, do you offer any diet or nutrition training? And then is this at extra cost? As you know, if you've listened to this podcast before, I feel like if you're regularly working out, then... At that point, your nutrition becomes about 80% of the results that you get. So let's say that you've got that five-day-a-week CrossFit or gym routine going. Then at that point, if you're eating crap, you're still going to have a really hard time getting results. But then at that point, you can really mold your body and your performance with your nutrition because it becomes about 80% of the results that you're going to get. So then you can start getting information if they have information from coaches uh, or trainers and 
getting that diet slash nutrition in place. And if it is extra cost, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think that it's really good if they offer it or there's somebody that can offer it for you so that you can get everything in place. Um, or you can just listen to more of this podcast and I have definitely some other podcasts that you can listen to here that will get you to where you want to go with your diet and your nutrition because that's something that you don't necessarily have to be in person in order to have done like going to a CrossFit gym. So check it out. I'll actually, I can't remember what the number is for setting up your diet for success, but I will put that in the show notes at allaroundjoe.com slash 128. So if you're interested in that podcast, which I, I go over everything that I believe you need to do in order to set up your diet for success and all the tools you can use and everything, I'll put that in the show notes at allaroundjoe.com slash 128. Do you, or I should say next up, do you work hand in hand with a sports rehab facility? This is super important because like I said, injuries do happen and I'm not talking about big injuries, um, whether they're big or small, all the same. You, They should have a sports rehab facility that they're working with and that they work hand in hand with so that they're talking to each other regularly and they can refer to because you know you might pull your quad or you might have a shoulder strain or you might have a wrist issue. Things just happen and like so just so you guys know, I try and go to a sports rehab facility right now once a week, not because I'm injured at all, but just keep my body tuned up. So it's a really good idea to have them have a relationship with something like somebody or some company like that so that they know exactly who they're working with. And if something does come up, even if it's something that's not debilitating at all, you just go and you get your body worked on because if something starts to get tight, that's when you should go and have an appointment with some sports rehab facility. Next up, what is the process for signing up? All right. Ideally, this should be as easy as possible. You can do it online. You can do it in person. You have all of these things. It, the reason I ask this question is because, like I said, a lot of times CrossFit gym owners are not business people, so they're not very good at the technology or the business side of things. They might be great coaches. They might be really, really fun, cool people. But it's important also that they have this part of their business set up. And if they don't know, for those of you CrossFit coaches list or gym owners listening, maybe bring on somebody that knows how to do this stuff and actually pay them and pay them well or partner with them or something. It will make your business grow so much faster. Are there any fees that I should know about is a good question because sometimes, again, they'll pack in these fees and it not always that clear like why is there a sign up fee doesn't make any sense and that could just be their systems are crap and they don't know how to do it so it takes them an hour to sign somebody up when it should just be a, a quick swipe and have the system set up and there you go but just asking these questions so that you know it's not like a it's not a game changer it's not like oh there's a $20 sign up fee so I'm not going to go to this gym but just make sure you ask these questions so you know what you're getting yourself into uh, are there any contracts? I know at our gym we do do contracts, and <laughs> we do do. Uh, we have contracts, so it's more of like a mental thing because we want people to commit to having a healthy lifestyle. If somebody comes in and there's no contract and they don't have to pay that much, or even if they do have to pay that much, it's like, hey, I'm going to come in for a month, eh, whatever, uh, I'm out of here. We want to actually change people's lives, so we have these contracts that you can do month to month that you're going to pay quite a bit more, and then you do six month, 12 month, 18 month, and if you commit to more time, 
then we're going to charge you less. And when you have those contracts in place, a lot of times it allows people to mentally be um, more committed to what you want them to do. So I don't think they're a bad thing. I think it's just a good question to ask and make sure that you know exactly, again, what you're getting yourself into. Lastly, how do I cancel my membership? And I'm not saying that you're going to want to cancel your membership anytime soon, but I think that it's great to ask this question up front because a lot of times the gym's not going to communicate with you in the way that you would like to. It's going to be in the fine print and you, nobody reads the fine print, right? So ask these questions. I know at our gym, you, there's a 30-day cancellation policy, so you have to say that you want to cancel and then a lot of times you get charged one more month fee before the cancellation actually goes into play. So make sure that you just know these things up front so that you have a good expectation of how the gym works. All right, so those are the questions, that long list of questions that I would ask to any CrossFit gym that I was considering joining or a in some abbreviated form or changed form, a trainer that I was going to work with, all right? And then there's also the personality thing. So you're just going to, if you like all the answers to the questions, you might have to just go hang out with that person for a little while and see if you guys jive because you're going to be spending a lot of time together. And at our CrossFit gym, we like people to think of it as their second home. So people come in all the time, you know, they, they get up, they're at home, they go to work and they come to the CrossFit gym and they hang out, they work on themselves mentally, physically. And it's really cool to be in a place where you consider everyone else there your friends. So it's it's a good idea to hang out for a little while. Hopefully at the gym or the trainer will have some sort of thing where you can buy a small package or you can start off with a free week or something like that so that you can get an idea for whether or not you think that that's going to be a good fit for you because you want it to be your happy place. You want to be to go there because... A lot of times, you know, you get into the CrossFit gym especially, there's things that are hard. So if you really enjoy the people that are around you and like working with them and sweating with them, then it's going to be much easier to get all of that work done. So there you have it. That's what I've got for you today. Make sure that you check out my partners at WHOOP and use the code AllAroundJoe. That's W-H-O-O-P.com and use the code AllAroundJoe and Inside Tracker. Get that blood testing done so that you can be optimized and uh, it's insidetracker.com and the code all around Joe. Also, uh, I always appreciate a review over at iTunes. Every five-star review that I get totally helps me to get my voice heard more, my podcast out there. You know, if you like to share this with your friends, always share allaroundjoe.com. That totally helps me out. I am coming from a place of wanting to help as many people as I possibly can. So if you help me spread the word, that is where it is at. And as a thank you for that, I have put together a list of the top five supplements that I cannot live without. On this list, a lot of the supplements have discount codes, so you can get discounts on your supplements. And all you have to do to get that is go to allaroundjoe.com slash top five, and I will send you a PDF list of the top five supplements that I cannot live without. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. The All Around Joe Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement jumper. I will see you on the next one.